Hey everybody, welcome to another installment of Paradigm Podcast. In this episode, we discuss rule number six from Dr. Jordan B. Peterson's book, 12 Rules for Life. We highly recommend you pick it up. Think you'd really, really like it. A lot of good information in here. This chapter is titled, Set Your House in Perfect Order Before You Criticize Others. We here at Paradigm hope you enjoy the episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel, leave a like below, Drop us a comment, we love the feedback, and follow us on all our social media platforms that will all be in the description below. Once again, thanks for watching and we hope you enjoy the episode. Brad is a boy who used to the man who has betrayed his soul. Maybe you're the protagonist in your story, but like there's a million other people. Um, yeah, so we could jump into it if you guys want. Nice. All right, so chapter six, rule number six. Set your house in perfect order before you criticize the world. Look at the photo. What did you guys think about this chapter? You know, uh, it was short, but like, you know. What I main object, like main thing I took away was <clears throat> it's not really like in a literal sense, setting your house in order, but it's almost like your mindset, yeah. like your mentality. Like you have to kind of approach the world and um, be aware that like suffering, once you step out that door to the real, to real world, your problems almost don't exist and you have to be able to cope and, and adapt to other people and circumstances and uh, challenges that you're going to face because you can start to think in this godlike manner where you mm -hmm. think you can control stuff and it, mm -hmm. things fall in your hands because right. if it's hard and everybody's a piece of shit, like no one treats me well, like this, uh, it's kind of like off topic, but a lot, I feel like a lot of people don't understand like, the way people treat you is this sort of energy you give off. Even if it's like just being super quiet, I always think that's a quiet it. person comes off as hostile naturally. Mm. You know what I mean? So when people don't speak, you're almost like just because you're not fit, like intentionally pushing people away, you don't have to intentionally. You're not talking to anybody. You're not trying to initiate conversation or just trying to open up. Like to the world, yeah. I so think. it's it's almost like you're giving that energy. So when it's given back, you're you're accepting it because you're not looking to open up. Very right. true. True. I thought the there's a Bible verse that literally like encapsulates this whole chapter, which is remove before pointing out the speck in another person's eye, remove the plank from your own. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. that literally like encapsulates what this whole chapter was. It's like before you go around telling people they need to change make a, the change that you know you need to make in your own life first like that should be a priority and that was the major idea i got from this chapter it was like it makes a ton of sense in terms of like it's like a sick doctor you know what i mean the doctor has to cure himself before he can cure other people sure you know that's interesting when i read that i think i did take it more like in a literal just like off the, the rip of the the title and it made me think of my house and my situation with my mom and dad right now mm -hmm. and it, it really made me think of my mom like she loves to like criticize everything like the world per se like that's evil i have power discern discernment i like she's very judgmental and like um critiques the world you know what i mean she she critiqued me for like my nose piercing she was mm -hmm. super upset like went off on me she's like you look terrible that's awful why would you do that to your body like just going crazy right and i was like i was like mom i take really good care of my body like i was like what what did you eat today like you know just like kind of like asking her a question not to put on the spot but like i'm just like 
I take care of my body, yeah. you know? Um, and, yeah. yeah. And she, she, she likes to critique the world right now, how people live and whatever. And I, I look, I like, I'm like, mom, look at the kitchen. You, you have a giant mess here just sitting here. You have an office. Like, what do you, you know? And it, it's crazy that it comes to that point, but that, that title made me think of my, um, my situation at home and how we, we need more order in our house before we even have the capacity to like, Crit- criticize like other people and, and whatnot like in, in that right. sense too but again like i like what you said it's more like a mindset like set your mindset in order first before you go do that right <clears throat> uh for me this chapter made me think about like everyone always thinks their problems are like ginormous and that their pain and suffering is more than everyone else's and they feel like you talk about almost entitled but then they get to remember literally every single other person is dealing with the same shit you are mm-hmm. and you literally just have to go outside and like put that shit in a, like not a box but you just gotta put it in order and keep going dude you know because he yeah. talks about later in the book about people their end conclusion is we should kill all mankind because we're all evil and we're all in pain and stuff and it's just like i mean so we've all agreed that we all feel this way you know yeah. so that doesn't make you special that you feel yeah. that way it's like the answer it makes you special question. if you feel good you know that's what you should be shooting for like mm. bring order to that true you know yeah, yeah definitely yeah, that's a good point the part where he brings up columbine i actually yeah. had to read that in college like the book and like mm-hmm. everything he said was on point, dude. Like those guys, the, the it wasn't just because of bullying. Like they try to chop it up too. There was a sickness or like a mindset in there, you know, of like, okay, if humans are capable of this, then they don't deserve to live, yeah. including myself. Yeah, it's you like know? they have the the capability to clean, cleanse the world. Right, yeah. right. You and you call that nihilism or whatever, or like um. I would say it's like a blend, yeah, nihilism and like narcissism, narcissism, and you think like you get to make those decisions for somebody I, else. Right, yeah. I heard, complex. I heard. Um, I don't know what I was watching, but they're like, um, they said something, and the person responding is like, "Isn't that what God say?" Oh, like, yeah. That's crazy. Like, I've never heard anybody say that before. Like, and it's almost like if you say that to somebody, it's almost like you can check every aspect of nihilism within that one. Like, mm. mm-hmm. not just nihilism, but like the whole cleanse and like how like like use your mom as example how she knows right and she is right. She's the she's in the light of God. Like she's the passage through People like whatever. That push me away from God. And it it, it no, makes no. me question like, mm-hmm. isn't that what like god say like isn't that what hitler tried to do isn't that what stalin tried to do and they tried to conform and mm. cleanse the world like he talks about um like the nazi like the right. party and all that stuff right here like he yeah it's like um the answer is just to kill everybody or like yeah. you know unpure Un- yeah in their eyes fucking wild, that's crazy. you know what's crazy is this shit actually happened like yeah that blows my mind that like yeah, i this can't is, even like and I it's all know. it's all if you think about it it's like like action and like you know money and stuff but it's also like people like regular ass people with like a mindset like pave the way for like things like that to happen like yeah. horrible things religion can be really good you know what i mean it, it provides values and a foundation for a lot of people um like for your mom if, in terms of like acting and character um there might be some things that might be off-putting but that could be because of like what my mom said like if this person is who you see as christianity 
and they act a certain way, it's going to push you away from that spiritual path. Mm. So like, I just wanted to bring that up because it's like, if that's something that's in your mind, like don't let one person push you away from like a life of value or whatever. If that's what you want, then that's what you want. Don't let one person kind of steer you away from what you're trying to do. Yeah. You know, it sounds like you have a, good relationship with God like in your own right. terms right. the, the yeah. more God the know you and talk about you so mm-hmm. I'm gonna talk mm-hmm. with you so um. definitely yeah that's interesting um yeah I, I think I don't like I think I recognized that a while ago like that my mom like you know I, I'll never fully understand her but I try my best to and um I know that just because like I, and it's it's kind of it's it's ironic because a lot of Christians that I talk to you about like what I go through with my mom. They're like, that's not right. Yeah. They, they kind of like rebuke yeah. that energy. Totally. You know what I mean? Totally. It's yeah. a crazy. Definitely. There's a weird, uh, not weird, but, um, a conversation that I heard on a podcast and they're talking about children in like churches and how, um, a lot of kids, like just a vast majority of kids, let's say Christianity, they go to church at a really young age and it's almost like an intimidation or like a scare it's like you have to be committed to something at such a young age and right. something that you don't understand. That's and how it's I like, felt, dude. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like you're pushed into something that's like, okay, I don't, I can't comprehend this. Yeah. How could you? And it's fear. And it's yeah. fear. And I think that's what kind of drew me away, like drew me away from religion was like seeing people go up on stage and being like touched by someone and like them like reacting in a way like something's leaving their body i didn't understand to that me that's kid. all theatrics that's not real that's yeah, not real yeah. That's all i didn't understand yeah. that as a kid and then also like how people see the world in that sense like not just your mom but there's a lot of people that see that like they can they think that they can talk to this god or talk to and they're the they're the light they're the they, and they and i think that's what pushed me away from religion was like i don't like i if i'm if i'm like this there must you must have a superpower because I don't hear the only voice I hear in my head is the voice that I create right. and if I'm speaking to something that means they're just listening so how, how is it to say that someone like I'm not saying like the stories where people like see God or like talk to some uh uh, uh like they hear this voice and it's they may think it's God it's more of just like you can't control what other people's decisions you can't control the outcome of other people's decisions you can, it, there's, it's only, it's like a choice. You get to decide like mm. whether you want to be a good light or a bad light. <clears throat> right. Yeah. And so I, I don't it, know. So like, even like the whole Pope thing, like those me off. Like well, the Pope in Rome. I'm, I'm not a big fan of the Catholics or any of this crazy religious stuff. Like the Catholics actually rewrote the 10 commandments because one of the commandments is like, thou shalt not like worship, uh, made idols or whatever and it's like literally it's like the, you know the whole then, structure and then the, the catholic church is like well we got the saint mary we, we pray to this we pray to this thingy because they sell it it's like they're like a ponzi scheme bro you know yeah but it's funny growing up too i've seen that people that have like really over overly religious parents and who were like really like bred into it they almost slightly resent the whole church culture after the fact of life and me who found like God by myself, we would go to church as a family sometimes, you know, but like, they're never like, this is the way they're like, right. this is what a good family does. That's how I feel like I found God my, like within myself too. Like 
I never understood. Like, I remember me and David used to have conversa- uh, conversations with my ex. Like, I didn't. I used to be like, "Why do you guys believe in God? And th- like, this, what this- is like God? Like, what is this thing that people like?" And I used to I used to ask questions, and because I was uneducated, I didn't know that like there is good faith in everything. You just have to allow that source, that higher power, to just have control and not mm-hmm. control. Yeah. And back to like back to this whole bring order to your house, this whole God structure with these people in the church. Like, sounds like your mom's something like that. My ex's dad was always thinking like he literally was like, "I'm a prophet. I can like hear God's word and stuff." And he would he would mm-hmm. t- always tell me all the things I was doing wrong, all the things I was doing right. Little he's sick, dude. Like he's like not healthy at all. Who's eat scrap. My ex is like that. He just all around not healthy. I was like, I eat only good vegetables all fresh produce. I work out every day. Like I bring order into my life. I was like, how could you possibly look at you and look at me and be like, you're living life wrong. I was like, bro, it looks like you're living life wrong. (laughs) That's exactly how I try and, you know, conversate with my mom, but not do it as blunt as that. You know what I mean? Of course. I could never say that. Yeah. In in my internal head, I'm like, sometimes it comes out though like that, you know what I mean? And then it turns into an argument. Yeah. It turns into an argument and they're very defensive as to why, like, and and then 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 it comes in like, it's a, it's like a kind of like that feedback loop that we we're talking about. It's in, and then they act like everyone's fucking against them. They're like, yeah. the devil's with you guys. I'm a prophet. I was like, bro, I'm just trying to have a, a, a conversation with you. Yeah. And you can see that in all, in all aspects of life. Too. Yeah. It's, it's, I think that's the world we live in now, actually. The majority of people think like that. And, and there's a, you know, not, I'm not saying, you know, my, I think my mom's case, you know, there's, there's a lot of people like her that are, um, like they they do these same things or whatever but what i'm what i'm noticing too is like in her that she'll she'll say that because she has that complex of prophet like she thinks she's my dad told me like she has like prophet prophetic powers or whatever and um it's like she can live you know eat like crap you know i mean she's older so i know she's like not as energetic but she's still like you have a decision to keep your house clean to like be a good wife to be a good mother all these things and it's like it's never too late. God, God, God's path tells me I can just sit around all day because I was meant to. Or God, yeah, it's like taking like less responsibility and putting it on the spiritual journey or that whatever, and then you're just like kind of like letting your life like right. <laughs> you know, it's really yeah, it, just yeah. Like, there's no there's no accountability. No, like I can't hold my mom responsible because her excuses. God, I'm. Um, God tells me that I'm, yeah. you know, and I'm like, I can't break that because she literally believes that with her whole, her, right. like her whole life. Tying uh, that back to the book <clears throat> and like things fall apart. It literally says willful blindness and corruption took the city down. Just like, mm-hmm. dude, yeah. I love that. I, I think I highlighted that. Um, I took a picture of it in my phone because it was like such a good quote. It's like, you know, if you're willfully being blind, then it doesn't like, of course, things are going to work out. Yeah. You know, you, you did that to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, things fall apart. Uh, Willful blindness and corruption to the city down. Yeah. A hurricane is an act of God, but failure to prepare when the necessity for preparation is well known—that's sin. I fuck with that quote that's a lot. They're, that's what he referred and, to uh, the tsunamis in uh, Louisiana. Yeah. The, the then the tie back into that for the, the clean up your life. You know, he's like, start small. The answer is no. Here's something to try. Start to stop doing what, what you're doing wrong. Start stopping today. At yeah. the very least, right. start stopping today. You know, mm-hmm. whether like bad habits or whatever, trying to make good habits. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I think it all ties in. In his videos, he talks about that. He's like, you know what you need to fix. Like you could sit on the edge of your bed, even if you're starting with cleaning your room, you sit on the edge of your bed and you look at something and something bothers you, mm -hmm. clean it up. Yeah. And it's like the same thing in your mind. You're kind of sitting in that space. You know, there's something that needs to be fixed and, you know, it takes a lot of responsibility, character and strength to actually address them and correct them, mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah, I would. That's what, do you guys know who David Goggins is? Mm -hmm. uh, I really like him because everyone thinks he's like a fucking superhero because he yeah, runs these like, like ultra marathons and shit. And he was like, he was like, y'all think this shit easy? He was like, what y'all don't <laughs> see is that David Goggins who fucking stares at shoes for 20 minutes thinking like, I can't believe I'm about to go run right now. He's like, you don't see me fucking taking 30 minutes to put on one shoe, 30 minutes to put on another shoe. He goes, but I know I'm going to get it done. Uh, I know I am. I 100% believe that because like, I know I'm not in no position of like where David Goggins is at. Of course. Like me and my mom have a conversation and we started talking about the gym and I said, um, well, one thing is you'll never feel like going to the gym. I, like every time I, I disagree, I, I get it very, I'm like, sometimes I'm like lagging, you know, I'm like, oh, but I'm like, I'm always pretty happy yeah. to go, dude. Yeah. Mo most of the times when I'm, when I'm about to go to the gym, I'm like, I don't really want to, I'd rather like sit and study and like relax or play, but do something. But it's like my, my mind's talking to me. But I'm getting ready. I'm putting my clothes on. I'm putting my shoes on. Because it's like yeah. the more I sit and think, then it's like, huh. one, I'm wasting time. And then why not just go for, if I go, go for 30 minutes. Go yeah. for Don't go for a full hour. Like mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You can cut it short. You don't have to, this thing in your head that's like, oh, I don't want to go. You can cut it short. It doesn't have to be a full. Yeah. I was talking to this guy at the park. He was like, yeah, I've been thinking about going. I used to go. He's like, we kind of just fell off. And I was like. Just going is the hardest part, man. Once you're in there, you're gonna make you're, something's gonna yeah. happen, you know. Yeah, you're, you're gonna push harder, and you're just gonna want right. To and a lot of the time, you're like, yeah, I'll just do, I'll just do these thirty minutes, and it turns into like an turns hour and a half, hours. two hours. Exactly. You're like, oh, you know what? This is actually something good. Yeah. I wanted to keep doing yeah. this. I look forward. That shit's like my zen, bro. If I didn't go to the gym, I would be an asshole. Like it fucking like, zens me out. I get to go burn off all this extra energy I have. I like now. I look forward to going and talking to you. I look forward to seeing space bonds Astro Girl. Like, the whole, the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, hell yeah, man. Yeah, I, I used to feel like that too. I'm like, fuck, I can't. Like, I'm gonna go to the gym now. But I think something switched in my brain to where like, I feel good, I look good. Um, I like feeling like relieving stress. Like, it just does so much for me now. So I'm like, I literally like Monday through Friday. I'm like, I fucking can't wait to just like <laughs> do this. Fuck some weight up because yeah. I'm. I need to like there's like a it's a release for me to like just like it's like my medicine dude you know it's like yeah I and I know I know it is like really good for like you know being health wise like I, have you guys been looking into holistic um like health or like yeah. holistic like shit like yeah, that yeah I follow this guy on TikTok dude He's, All right, what's up? back. What did you just say? <laughs> what? Follow oh. so, this guy on TikTok. I, got, I get all my stock advice from him and health advice. <laughs> yeah, dude, he's super smart. <laughs> no, but some of some of the stuff he talks about, I'm like, that's because he, he's very mindset based. Like, true. Like, and all you know, it's it's literally as a man thinketh in the form of like a guy just talking about it. True. You know, as a man thinketh. I I really Hell believe yeah. that shit, that, dude. That book slap. <clears throat> Good book. You guys want to move on? Are we moving on with the topic? Yeah, I think yeah. Jay has something more to talk about. Um, it's kind of on that same point. Um, what you got going on here, buddy? What, what are we doing? Page 155, the first paragraph, We are. it says, um, these are kind of questions that you would ask yourself if you're in that situation. Like, have I personally contributed to this catastrophe in my life? Um, I like that. How, had I, 
how have I missed the mark in the past? How many times had he acted against his my okay, how many times have I acted against my own conscience, mm. engaging in actions that, that he knew yeah. to be wrong? How many times had I betrayed myself and lied? Was there any way that the sins of the past could be rectified or atoned for? Yeah. Can I stop making mistakes now and can I repair the damage done in my past failures now? Yeah. And so I think that that was those are questions that would be worth asking um, in a situation like that. Like even on not such a gloomy topic as like suicide, like just development of character. Those are questions to start with, um, to set your own house in order, you know? Totally. Um, I think those, I highlighted those because it's like, those are things I kind of want to ask myself even when I'm feeling down a little bit or, um, when I want to make an improvement. Yeah. That's good. Gotta be real with yourself. Right. Right. I have one on 154. Um, talking about the girl, um, talking to a psychiatrist, she says she hopes, she says she hopes that all her suffering is her, is her own fault. I like that. If it's her fault, she might be able to do something about it. If it's God's fault, however, if reality itself is flawed, hell-bent or ensuring her misery, then she is doomed. She couldn't change the structure of reality itself, but maybe she could change her own life. And I think that takes like, to me, that's like so deep within a self-conscious thing that it's not easy to identify, oh, well, if God is, and I'm giving all my power to God, some people don't even recognize you have the power within yourself to change and not give all of that power. Like you could just be like, I'm not giving it to the, the source because I understand that like, if I can change my life, why wouldn't I? Right, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Right. So it's like she's, she, I don't. Know, it's accountability. I think you're just breathing into the, the it, mic. It's it's like accountability. It's like if everybody would just be accountable for their own weight and everybody else around them's happiness, and when you're going through things, you're able to bring it up to other people. I think the world would be a lot better off. Like you can communicate and you're open to truth instead of like, oh, I'm fine, but you're not okay. Right. You know what I mean, like. Like if you need to talk to somebody, talk to somebody, but just yeah. be honest. No shame in that either. There's no shame in that. And Jordan, Jordan Peterson's smart as shit. Like yeah, because yeah. I think it talk he, he like makes like topics like these like more digestible and easier to like understand. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He covered the Columbine thing like very briefly, but like it's just like he gets the the gist of like why too. I mean, it's, yeah, it's crazy. On uh, page 156, the bottom of it, it says, um, but success makes us complacent. We forget to pay pay attention. We take what we have for granted. We turn a blind eye. We fail to notice that things are changing or that corruption is taking root and everything falls apart. Is that the fault of reality of God? Or do things fall apart because we have not paid enough attention or sufficient attention? I definitely think the later, for sure, you know? Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, definitely. yeah, I even see that in people in my own life, and I, it's like kind of culminating now. Things are kind of a little hectic in the Reyes household, um, but like that's literally what it was at my household. Like my dad's working a nice job right now, and uh, everybody kind of just became complacent, and so things kind of started developing beneath the surface, and so um, 
as they developed, like it, slight signs here and there of noticing that we could notice, but it all kind of is coming to now, like with the whole situation. Um, but like now there's something going on with my sister too, that I've kind of been, that was brought to my attention last night at the party. Um, I got a call. Um, I won't share it on here, but it's just a whole nother thing that I'm going to have to talk to her about because like, I don't know, she don't really want to talk to my pops about it or anything like that, or even my mom at this moment. But, um, yeah, like things were brewing underneath the surface because people became complacent. Sure. And so, um, a blind eye was turned and, uh, we failed, I failed and my family failed to notice that things were changing and corruption was taking root. And so, um, I don't think it's because of, I mean, there's a, there's an aspect that God plays, like, you know, he turns, he, he throws curveballs and stuff to develop character. But I think it really was like a large part, um, if not 90% of it, um, things falling apart because we have not paid sufficient attention. And so like there was signs that led up to this that were kind of um, disregarded. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, e even like on a whole nother thing, it's like when I see kind of how my dad, he got successful and became complacent. Like it wasn't like a purpose driven thing anymore besides provider protector. And um, so I'm kind of learning from that and kind of jotting that down. And my own thing is like, when you become successful, don't become complacent. Yeah. You know, I think yeah. that's really big because like you said, like corruption's going to take root. There's no, like even the, the garden of Eden had some sort of chaos in it. The snake was in there at some point. So you can establish a garden of Eden <clears throat> figuratively in your life. But understand that there's going to be some serpents in there. And if you don't address them soon, they get bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah, I was going to say that. I think both the the former and the latter, like, I think they both are true to themselves. Like, the question, is it fault with the reality of God or do things fall apart because we don't pay attention? I think it's not, in a sense, both of the questions are correct. But I think, in a sense, the reality of God, everything happens for a reason. Right. He didn't, he didn't, if he wanted to put everything in perfect order and perfect structure and everything good, like a utopian world, a euphoric world, mm -hmm. then it would be like that. But it's not like that. So it's like this for a reason. Everything is for a reason if it's bad or good. Right. But also we have to take accountability and the choices we make and, and, and the, the decisions we decide to act upon. We have to understand, like, are we going to fully commit our attention and really try to identify if there's issues going on with people because that takes like, consciousness and awareness around your to know yourself to even help somebody else like to even pick up on signs like maybe you didn't go through it but maybe you did readings but now you're like when you hear signs or see signs of someone's acting a certain way you, right you're able to pick up on it a little bit faster definitely um so that was page 156 yeah, and then 159 is the last page. Yeah, this is a really short chat. R Rule sevens, <laughs> yeah. I think, back to normal, a little bit longer, actually. Hey, um, you want to wrap it up and do the end of the book questions? We've got like 13 minutes. Let you, let you get someone else you want to say, too. Um, I got one more thing, too, and clean up your life, the first paragraph. Okay. Um, so it says, consider your circumstances. Start small. Have you taken full advantage of the opportunities offered to you? Are you working hard on your career or even your job? Or are you letting down, letting bitterness and resentment hold you back and drag you down? Yeah. Have you made peace with your brother? Are you treating your spouse and your children with dignity and respect? Do you have habits that are destroying your health and well-being? 
Are you truly shouldering your responsibilities? Have you said what you need to say to your friends and family members? Are the things that you could do that you know you could do that would make things around you better? Um, have you cleaned up your life? And so um, that's kind of just along those things with like the questions again. And I think this chapter is loaded with a lot of information or even like self-reflection questions that like will open a lot of windows in the brain in terms of like, how can I correct and like mm. better myself, but not just my situation, like the situation of people around me, mm. you know? You know how I kind of view this book too? Um, I know real quick, we're kind of almost up on time. That's cool. I want to talk. Um, so uh, Seven Habits, you know, like we read that book. This is our third book, right? So Seven book. Habits was like very... Uh, optimistic the perfect book for us to start yeah with. But very successful you know because that's what we wanted very optimistic and i would say more optimistic than I talking think... about you know some things um an ice bike was very very positive you know yeah maybe a little touch here of like some sad stuff this i feel like this book touches on like the good but it also acknowledges like the potential for like chaos and evil within people and it's right. like you know it's like a good reality check you know as yeah. far as like certain things are this is almost like an acknowledgement of like hey life sucks yeah but, but that's okay because we you can yeah. make it better yeah exactly <laughs> right so i feel like this is this is a maybe this one this book feels a little more like it's just it's you gotta you gotta think a lot about the stuff he's talking about you know and yeah he's pulling a lot of sources too but i just wanted to point that fact out it's like it's a good I would agree with you. I think Seven Habits was like a book of of different tools to like have a better life. Right. And this is like 12 things that you need to acknowledge if you want to have a, a better life. And one of the things yeah. is like, hey, sometimes life is, it puts you really deep down, but like to be strong, you got to flip the switch and be like, mm. if this is the lowest I can go, I can only go up. I might go lower. Sometimes, yeah. it, sometimes you buy the dip and it keeps doing <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're very complimentary, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say so. Um, I do have one more highlight. Um, towards the end of the chapter 158, um, says, inopportune questioning can confuse without enlightening, as well as deflecting from your actions, from you from your action. You can know that something is wrong or right without knowing why. Your entire being can tell you something that you can either, neither explain nor articulate. Every person is too complex to know themselves completely. We all contain wisdom that we cannot comprehend. And I think that was, I think that the context of this state, that last statement, and we all contain wisdom that we cannot comprehend reflects on this whole book. I've heard multiple, I have right here noted, like this is the second mention that like is identical to where he mentioned before, where we're too complex to even understand ourselves. Yeah, you mentioned that earlier. Um, yeah, and, and trying to comprehend yourself and deal with the world is almost like you're trying especially if you're trying to be correct in every form like this is right this is right this is right oh if i did this wrong then i can't move forward until i get this right and it has to be completely right and until i comprehend it the way i think everything has to be like perfect like a perfectionist ideology and you notice people that are perfectionist perfectionists never achieve much because they're trying to perfect something so mm -hmm. well that that's they forget point. that everything else is falling out from underneath them mm -hmm. but at the same time there are people that develop their perfectionists on everything like yeah. they can really move really fast get things to succeed really fast and move on to the next thing really quick and i think some people to me those are like geniuses and whatever form of genius you want to think about but to comprehend the bad and good and 
nature in itself is very hard to do because you have your consciousness has to be very like aware mm, of yeah. the bad and the good and at least from what's helped me is being grateful being able to sit in silence and be patient and living in the moment i think those three things by far is like showing me that like faith will like get you there you know however you see faith and also remember that like the future isn't real the past is dead this is this is all we have right now. like in front of us this is what's real right now you can't change the future you can work towards it and you can move towards in that direction but we can't just snap our fingers and be like i'm a millionaire right it's bars spitting yeah all right I think we're we're, uh, we're about seven minutes left. Okay, in, just so. one thing on what you said. I like what you said in terms of like some people are so focused on being correct. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of wrote down here the goal isn't always to be correct. The real goal is always to be better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think like that goes hand in hand. What you said because like you said, if somebody's worried about being a perfectionist in one subject, if there's four dimensions of life and they're just focusing on physical, they're dropping in emotional mm-hmm. um, slash social, spiritual, and mental. Yeah, so it's like almost being a master of none in the sense of like we're just trying to develop and become better men and character well yeah i'm happy you said that because like the perfectionist thing i feel like me personally i'm like more loosey-goosey i'm definitely not perfectionist you Mm -hmm. guys see that but like i've always been like i'm always all right at everything i feel like like once i go i get the base because i go oh i can run with you guys like with jimmy with the bikes i can't ride like i can ride enough where i can rip a trail and do something i've never been great at anything but i'm always like I can do that. See, I think Enough. I think I think this, so the society that we live in pushes like master one thing and become the master right. of that, and then move on. It's like find your niche. How do you find, like? How yeah. do you know you'll be happy forever and, doing that one thing? Right, and, and you won't. And even even with welding, there's like one thing, right? But there's like seven different processes, and we'd have some guys that they're like, I only want to do this one thing. But like in our shop, only me and two other guys could do everything mm-hmm. and like they were just that's the only reason like i was able to work there. would be like okay john can you just go handle it and they're not the best at it but you can at least do it I'm like yeah. send it <laughs> you know i can send it i'll handle it so yeah so so we can end it off this or if anybody has it but it's going back to the consciousness like understanding like we can't master everything and be perfectionist at the same time and and having that ability to like be good at Everything I would say good, not you know, not mediocre. Because once you understand something, you're almost good at it. General trades, master of none. But I always think mm. about the other side, like Robert Kiyosaki Bars. says, Bars. Um, your purpose and your passions are two different playgrounds. Mm. Your passion True. is something that gives you happiness and fulfillment. Your mm. purpose can be living, surviving, providing, mm. being guidance to people. Even if it's like you have to be a teacher for 10 years, but that's not what you're passionate about. You're passionate about painting and you want to be a sculptor, but that doesn't get the bills paid. Right. Like let's live in reality. If you want to be a homeless person, you can be a homeless person, but do you have kids? Do you have animals that you take care of? Do you have family members that are sick? Like right. we, ha- we ha- always have to remember we have to live in reality. Your passion might not get the bills paid, but you can continue to work on it. Continue to keep going. Definitely. Thanks for listening to Paradigm Podcast. That was chapter six of jo- uh, Dr. Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules for Life. Set your own home in order before you criticize the world. Thank you for listening.